I've been around a lot longer. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. You, you do have a cockroach effect. Can't get rid of them. Donovan McNabb is with us today. TJ Fair joins us. We are joined to open the show by Josh Black. Just overall competition, right? That, that's exactly what we needed for this team. One in ten is not something you really want to use as fuel. If Steve got in a fight, I'd come to his defense because he's my bro. If you were on the ropes, I would have stepped in. You didn't need my help. Hands off. Tucker feels his way wow. in around his own man, and he scores untouched. It's a touchdown for Sean Tucker. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Paulie Sibilia. I'm Stephen Fontes. We welcome you into a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. Hour number one, wide open. We want to hear from you at 315-437-7644. Then coming up in hour number two, we're going to talk some baseball. We've got Houston Astros radio play-by-play man Robert Ford joining us on game day. Game, game one day. of the get, Jordan. World Series tonight. We'll talk some baseball with... Robert Ford at 1, and then Matt Healing, head coach of Pace Men's Basketball. He'll join us at one thirty to preview tomorrow's exhibition game, Cuse and Pace inside the Dome at uh, 7 o'clock. And, you know, normally you, you don't learn all that much from these games anyway. This year, you know, the, the coaches don't need to learn all that much because there are a lot of familiar faces back. you got a lot of guys that have played a lot of basketball, Paulie, over the course of their careers, even if it wasn't necessarily in a Syracuse uniform. you got a bunch of transfers coming in, but... One lone freshman, which uh, which means that I think this team should be a little bit uh, further along than, than most teams at this time of year. Yeah, it, it's uh, interesting that it's advanced, but it's not. In years, I, I hearken back to the year of uh, John Gillen and Andrew White, where they had... Some growing pains. Some adults on the team that yeah. were experienced, but not with the system, and sure. maybe didn't quite fit. They could score, they could score, but they didn't quite fit the uh, wasn't the as defense. much. Uh, I was going to say wasn't as much buy in on the defensive. Yeah, end it wasn't a. Like. Uh, it wasn't the the formidable formidable zone that we were used to. But yeah. you're hoping this team is better at that. Yeah, I mean that goes back. You know, talk about the zone that goes back to what we discussed. You know, last week. Um, with the the rounding out of the recruiting class with Chris Bunch, they've got five guys. All five guys have size that are coming in next year. You know, you look at at what they could be across the top of the zone, um, and, and you know they've always been you know long and athletic and lanky on the back end of the zone. But um, everybody in this class is six five or taller. You know, so that's that's something to get excited about heading into next year. Uh, again, we want to hear from you at 315-437-7644. We'll save the basketball talk for later on in the show, but we kick things off by talking football. Steve, we're still talking football. We are. October 26, 2021 is the date. And, and we're win, still oh, talking football. A win this weekend, Paulie, and we're still going to be talking football the rest of the way. Right. I I, I hope I don't see that tweet. Is it football season yet? It's so clever. Basketball season. Or basketball season, sorry. <laughs> Very clever. Yeah. You know, that one genius or 4,000 geniuses that think that's funny every year. You'll probably see it a few times on Saturday if something doesn't go right. No, they're going to smoke BC. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Vegas is starting to feel it. You Lines know, the, creeping up. The money's going, going so, in the right direction. Up to six now. Syracuse is going to win a game that we're not going to be biting our fingernails in the last minute about. And if we are, who if it is close and they win, who cares? You look at this BC team, uh, they are, they're struggling. 
Uh, they've lost three in a row. They have not scored more than 14 points in that three-game losing streak. Now, with that in mind, um, the first game in that streak was at Clemson. And while Clemson is not good this year, the defense is still good. And that was a road game. They put up 13 points in that one. Only scored seven points against NC State. Again, NC State's good. Uh, you know, borderline top 25 team. Uh, but still, you know, they only put up seven points against the Wolfpack. And then last week against Louisville, uh, another road game at Louisville put up 14. So they've, they've, they have not scored more than 14 points in the last three games. Um, you know, fans are, are calling for the backup down there, which is actually the third string quarterback, Phil Jakovic, uh, got hurt two games in. He's out for the year with a wrist injury. Uh, Dennis Grossell has, has been, eh, he's got more interceptions than touchdowns, which isn't a great look. Um, they are struggling. That is this, not good. This does feel like a good matchup for Syracuse, I guess, hence the point spread. Yeah. The money's going, uh, I believe, towards Syracuse then, right? If their points go higher. Well, yeah. Yeah. You want to entice people to bet on the other team. Yeah. Try to even up the money a little I'm bit. Learning. I'm learning things. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say, uh, I would say, what is it at? Six? Six now. Yeah. Syracuse will win by 10. I said this to Jordan. I'm very confident they're going to win by a touchdown and a field goal. And if they do that, Paulie, <laughs> you're looking at now you're five and four. Now you're one win away from bowl eligibility. You've got three shots at it. You've got a bye week, and then you've got three shots at it. And, and tell me who didn't sign up for that at the beginning of the season, right? Yeah, coming off a one and ten, absolutely. You know, and it's been up and down. And I know there's been plenty of disappointment and frustration with the three losses by three points. But if you can get this one, um, you know, the fan base is going to stay invested the rest of the way. You know what? We haven't talked about Steve. Speaking of Syracuse football and betting, and we probably should have was how enticing that line of three and a half wins coming into the season yeah. was. Yeah. Because our, our Q Sports Talk chat was always talking about it, bet it, bet it, bet it. I'm, I'm interested to see if anybody made some loot off of that. Uh, well, Scooter's the our, one that drove to Indiana, right? Yeah. I wonder how much he won. I know CBW was talking about it in our uh, chat. Got to make it worth your while if you're going to drive out to Indiana to claim your prize. I, I, I mean, Pennsylvania's a little closer. <laughs> it seems like the more logical place to go to place the bet. Uh, right in Scranton, but uh, it seemed like a no-brainer, and yeah, it, you know, and it's proven to be one. I tell you what, well, I don't know if it proved it proved to be a no-brainer. If they had lost on Saturday at Vatech, I think some doubt starts to creep in. Now you've lost four in a row, um, all close, but now you're looking at the BC game as man, this is your last chance to get a win, right? I mean, is it, that's how the narrative changes, but then. The narrative changes weekly. We had a caller on yesterday. It's got to be a hell of a roller coaster for fans. I forgot what the caller's name was yesterday, how he went from fire Babers prior to the Virginia Tech game to keep Babers. If they lose to BC, that dude's calling in again next week and saying, fire Babers. Um, it's the life of a fan, right? Yeah, it's a hell of a roller coaster, right? I think Syracuse will be fine. And, that, and before we get into the calls, I do want to bring up... The, you know, we're we're trying to figure out how long Dino Baber's contract is. Yeah, and it's it's been hush hush. Um, they did accidentally put out a graphic a co- about a year and a half ago, right? And, yeah, and, and then they said, quickly took it down. Yeah, and it said through twenty twenty four. Right. The university has never, that I'm aware of, publicly confirmed when the contract goes through. Um, 
you know, at the time of the extension, it was a multi-year extension. That was all they said. And then to your point, you're right. They there was a graphic that the university released, I I would say by accident, because yeah. it was up and then it was down quickly. But the graphic did say through 2024. Now, we don't know buyout. We don't know you know, we yeah. don't know the details of of the deal. Um but yeah, I, to my knowledge, the university has not gone on the record and said, yes, he is under contract until this date. It's it's also going to bring up a interesting thing every year. If he is through, say, 2024, that graphic was correct. Is he going to be on the hot seat every year? Say they get six, five, six wins this year. What's acceptable for the fan base next year or the AD? You know, there, there needs to be a vote of confidence, I'm guessing, at some point this year from the athletic director. Say they beat BC, I would assume it would come following that game. But at some point, right, don't you think yes. that the AD is going to have to come out and give the vote of confidence? Yes. and If, I, he, if there is one, you know. Well, right, I, and I think it's kind of a, you know, just like all of us, or most of us anyway, I can't say all of us, most of us went into this year taking a wait-and-see approach, right? Yeah. It was, Let's see what happens. It's got to be better than last year. How much better will it be? Um, and I think John Wildhack included is taking a wait-and-see approach. And now you've seen eight games. I mean, we're two-thirds of the way through. If they win this one on Saturday, I think, it, to your point, I do think that that would be a safe time. You know, five and four, you've got three cracks at bowl eligibility. That would be a safe time to come out and, you know, give that vote I, of confidence. I think it should come out sooner, but that's me. Because... Being realistic and looking back on this year, and the fans can huff and puff all they want, there were a lot of people that didn't think they were beating Ohio at the start of this. A lot of people that didn't think this team was capable of beating Ohio or Liberty, and they did. Uh, so I, I think he's done enough to keep his job through. Yeah, through another year. Yeah, and again, assuming that graphic is right, and it is through twenty twenty four. You got to make a decision at some point in 2023. Like you can't go into that last season not knowing because then you're a lame duck coach that hurts recruiting. That sets you back as a program. You, you really have to have your decision made either next year or the year after about what's happening in 2024. So and we're and they're not to that point yet. If it really is, if that date is really three years away, we're, you're not yeah. to that point. But there needs to be something said that hey, he's going to be our coach next year. Yeah, and it needs to come soon because there there are. There's recruiting this year. Too. Sure. Sure. And and I don't It doesn't look great, but there is recruiting. You know, we and we talked about this on the show yesterday. I I don't think there's any doubt, at least in my mind, and it sounds like in your mind, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it doesn't sound like there's doubt in either of our minds whether or not he's coming back next year. Yeah. But again, for but, the leader of the athletic department to come out and say, All right, you know, he's he's our guy, we've seen improvement, they've won five games, you know, and, and now they've got three cracks at bowl eligibility, assuming they win on Saturday. I, I could see that happening. Yeah. And but the sad thing is is this is going to be a subject every year. You know? Unless unless say they go on you know, we talk about can they squeak out could they go on a run here? Could they win three in a row? You know? Could they win could they win three out of these last games, you know? I mean it would be at Virginia Tech home for BC and at Louisville. That's I mean coming yeah. off a of bye week, that's possible. Yeah. You know, I th- I firmly I firmly believe and they're going to se- win this one on Saturday. That would be two in a row and then yeah. you know. And then senior day against Pittsburgh, who knows? Yeah. I do think Pitt's really good. Yeah, I do um, too. I think NC State's really good. Yeah. So those last two are tough, but if they win 
BC and Louisville, you can't rule out them winning one of those two games either, and it ends all questions. Right. I sure. think the questions are gone I, in my mind. I, I think winning an ACC game, I think was was critical. Yeah, the, and he, he and he did that, and you know, you're you're to four games, and I really think they're going to get a fifth. But I, I think I think that win. But the problem is, Steve, is it it's going to pop up if they only get five wins. Sure. Yes, it's going to remain a cloud over the program. Yes. No doubt. No doubt. And then next year it's going to be, can they be better? Yeah, and what's what's acceptable to the fan base then? If they win five, is six games enough? Is seven? You know, what what do you need? Well, it's, they have to go to a bowl game. That's not year. a fan base question. That's a that's a John Wildhat question. That's yeah, an athletic that, department question. Yeah, you know, yeah. what is good enough for them? Yeah, but what's it? Yeah, I'm say, I'm talking for, as Joe fan. Well, there's no, nothing's ever good enough for fans, right? Wow, you have a bad bad image of the Syracuse fan base. Well, think about I, it. I don't know. I don't, I, don't like, I don't like this side of you. <laughs> this isn't just about the Syracuse <laughs> fan base. Think about it though. Is six wins every year good enough? I mean, there was, people complained about it when Coach P was here. Yeah, he, six Coach wins P got wasn't cut enough. Fired after yeah. six and a Big East title. Yeah, right. Six wins not enough. Six wins in a bowl game not enough back then. Is it enough now? Boy, you're very mean to the fan base. Can't Not trying to be it. mean, just trying to be realistic. I can't believe you would talk that way. Let's go to the phone lines. 315-437-7644. DJ and Cicero kicking us off on the show today. Hey, DJ. Question. I just feel as we are going to take care of BC. In my opinion, I think it's going to be a Sean Tucker show. I feel that he's going to run for well over 200 yards against this defense from Boston College. That's just my opinion on it. And I have to agree with you on the fan base. No matter what we do, whether we win, whether we lose, it doesn't matter that we are going to always have these people ranting and raving no matter how it turns out. But you know what? We're not on the field. They are. We're not the coaches. So it is what it is. But on that, go Cuse. Have a great day, guys. All right. Appreciate you checking in, DJ. And, again, you could be next, 315 437 7644. And no, you know, I see Orange Pride says that, you know, the questions are gone. I'm not saying the questions are gone about the program. I think the questions are gone about whether or not Dino's coming back. That question, yeah. in my mind, has been answered. I'm Correct. not saying that the win solves all the problems and it's all good, nothing to see here. This team's four and four. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I think the questions about is Dino going to return, I think those questions are gone. Um, because as as much as you know, and you you've pointed it out many times, Paulie, that this program doesn't want to get in the habit. This university doesn't want to get in the habit of paying someone to go away. As much as you don't want to do that, and you want to try your best to avoid that, if they had gone, let's say two and ten this year with wins over Ohio and Albany, that's not acceptable, right? Coming off a one win season to follow up one and ten with two and ten, that's not acceptable. Now you're at four and four. You're Probably going to be at five and four. I know they got to play the game, but I, I do think this is a really good matchup for Syracuse. I, I think the questions are gone uh, about whether or not he's coming back. And then you're right, Paulie. You know, if they finish five and seven, four and eight, the questions are going to remain next year. I mean, even six and six, let's be honest. It'll be all right, they got to six and six in a bowl game. Can they get back there? Can they do it again? Can they su- sustain success? Because we've seen, to this point, we've seen one winning season. Right, they popped in in 2018, um, and then they went right back down to five wins the the year after that. So, you know, can they sustain it? Can they go to back to back bowl games? That would be the next question, and and that that cloud is going to hang over this program um, until they answer some of those questions. And uh, to DJ's call, there, uh, BC is 76 in the nation in run defense, giving up 155 yards a game. That's a 
And Cuse has two guys capable of doing that. Yeah. So, uh, I'm interested in seeing what 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 happens with the fan base, but I I really think that they should make the announcement sooner rather than later that he's coming back. Yeah, I mean, for for who for the for the recruits you're saying for recruiting and just to stop people from calling us. <laughs> Here's the thing, though i i don't I don't believe that vote of confidence is going to have stop people calling. We don't want no, people to stop I'm calling joking, us. Steve. And by the way, if anybody wants to pay me to leave, uh, I have a buyout. <laughs> I'll take it. What's your buyout? Do I want to know? $1 million. And a fire pit? Start a GoFundMe page. <laughs> you get a million bucks, I'm out. <laughs> I have the same buyout. Right. I don't, but I'm declaring I do. No, yeah. Um, I don't know if a vote of confidence is going to stop the questions. Um but I, you know, I do think you want to reach the recruits and say, "All right, you know, we know there's some questions out there. Maybe there's some negative recruiting going on. He's our guy. He's, you know, he's he's coming back next year, and and we'll kind of see what happens." Yeah, so, you don't want the Toledo coach bad recruiting you. And you say I'm sarcastic. <laughs> All right, let's take a timeout. Full lines open if you want to check in. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. I'm genuinely curious to to Paulie's question: What is acceptable? To the SU fan base, are we there yet? Is four and four, and like, most likely five and like if five is, wins is for five Syracuse, seven, like the bar is so low at Syracuse. Is sadly right. that five wins is, I'll take that right now. Well, I I want to know what fans think. Is five and seven good enough? Are we there yet? Is four and four good enough? Have you seen enough to say all right? Dino deserves another year. Bring him on back. And and again, I think he's coming back no matter what. I'm curious what the fans have to say. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. Stephen Pauly back with you here on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. Keep those phone calls coming at 315-437-7644. I like when we get a lot of calls, Steve. Makes the job so much easier. I can just sit here and listen to them. Gab? You can think of... Bad analogies, idioms. Yes. Uh, all right, let's go right back to the phone lines. Like, Dave, why were people yeah. beating dead horses? I don't get that one. There's no reason it's already dead. Yeah. Got it. Got but, it? But, okay. But, but somebody had to have been beating the horse when it was dead the first time for somebody to say that. Right. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Dave in Syracuse up next on the show. Hey, Dave, how are you today? Hey. Good. Well, I'm just debating if I should run into Wegmans on my lunch because it's a monsoon outside. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but just to chime in, I, I agree. I think I think Dino's coming back regardless at this point. Um, probably should. I think he's got a good nucleus in in, in pack uh, from youth. You know, transfer portal kind of scares you a little bit, but I think he's put together. You know, it's kind of deflating that we only have four wins because, quite actually, we should probably have five, six, or maybe even seven. But that's another point. Um, the one thing I don't think fans understand, and they should, we've seen it for the last 15 years now, bringing in a new coach and starting over, you go back to square one. And, and I'm not, I don't want that. I want, you know, let's continue. You know, continuality means a lot. And uh, the players seem to like them. I like him. He's a personable guy. Has he made some questionable decisions? Of course, all coaches do. If we would have won those games, we wouldn't even be talking about it. But uh, I think we will win two more. I really do. I do have confidence in that. But even if we don't, I do think he's back. Yeah, yeah I, I tend to agree. You've got a great 
running quarterback right now, and you've got a potential Heisman candidate that you want on your roster next year, and if you get rid of the coach, that puts that very much in flux. Yeah, and I, I think that that is part of the equation, Dave, and we appreciate the call, that if you go 5-7 and seven this year and you just miss out on a bowl game, but you have found your quarterback for the next two years, yeah. I do think there's something to be said for that. And then you go into next year with this optimism and, and encouragement and positivity of you've got your quarterback, you know who it is, there's, there's not a competition anymore. 2021, you figured out who your quarterback was. To your point, you've got the Heisman candidate in the backfield as well in Sean Tucker, and you've got a, you know a defense that, yeah, up front, they're going to lose some guys because of eligibility, but on the back end, they're relatively young, and you know you you have a nucleus here that you think is going to only get better and get better together. So I do think that plays into it. It's not like everybody's leaving. You're starting over. You might as well start over with a new coach. You've got a nucleus here that's coming back. Your two best players on offense are coming back: Gary right. Schrader and Sean Tucker. And you've got there's a lot to like on defense. All your as receivers well. are pretty much coming back too. Your your defense is the Secondary is very young. Right. That's what I'm saying. Second, secondary is very young. And you got Garrett Williams and Deuce Chestnut and, yeah. you know, Rob Hanna and John Carter and on down the list. Man. Yeah, there is, there is, there's reason to be encouraged going into next year. You know, let's say they go five and seven. I think there, there is reason to be optimistic about what 2022 could be, especially when you look back and kick yourself over three or four losses this year, you know, already. So. Um, I think that's part of the equation. Uh, let's let's get another phone call in here. We got Pat in Syracuse up next on the show. Hey, Pat. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. So, like I said last week, before last week happened, I was on board with Dino being gone. And the reason I was on board, because he had so much talent on this roster. It was apparent to everybody who watches the game how good this team really is. And his decisions before this were not very good. But he did win a game, a tough game on the road in a packed house. That is not an easy win. And he did enough to win that game. At this point, agreeing with you guys, it, the bio is just too much. Um, but I want to stop talking about this for a second because everybody knows at the end of the day he's probably coming back. There's no, I don't think anybody's going to dispute that. Anybody who knows the logistics of SU, everybody knows that the bio is too much and that this team is improved, is a night and day different team than last year. But I wanted to bring up real quick as a couple of points about his record and how this is very important going into Boston College. His leading halftime record is 57 and 8. And then tied at halftime, he's 2 and 1. And trailing at halftime, he's 6 and 47. Um, so it, it, those first half decisions, if he's going to win those games and put himself and put the team in a position to win those games, He's got to make better coaching decisions before before halftime, so we can be in a position to be leading at halftime. Because numbers don't lie. When you're leading, when he's leading at halftime, it's almost a done deal. He's going to win that game. And against like a Boston College team, he has to be leading at halftime, so we can win this game. Then you know what? There were five and six. We got what uh, three more games to to go to a bowl game. I mean, this is the, he's got to be uh, winning the, the game at halftime. Yes, yeah. guys. All right, appreciate you checking in, Pat. And, and, yeah, I mean, Saturday down in Blacksburg, that was an exception to the rule. They go into the break. They squandered points on the extra point that was blocked, and then Vatek turned that into a three-point swing, and then obviously the squandered opportunity down near the goal line where they gave up seven to try three. Then they missed the three by hitting the upright, and they go into the break losing, 
And that was one of the exceptions to the rule where they came out and they actually won the game. And they needed a heroic five minutes and 25 seconds out of the entire team. They needed two touchdown drives out of Garrett Schrader. They needed a defensive stop. They needed a couple of nice returns out of Trevor Pena. I mean, they needed a lot to go right in the final 525. Uh to get it done. And, and to Pat's point, it's a heck of a lot easier to win games when you're leading at the half than, than when you're losing. And, you know, Dino's record uh, shows that. And I, you know, I, I do think that this is a good matchup for Syracuse. He said that, you know, they, they've got to be beaten BC at the half. They've, sh- you know, they showed on Saturday they could come back, but it is not the ideal scenario. You do want to get off to a fast start. It's homecoming. It's a, it's a team that's banged up. It's a team that's having trouble to score points uh, that you're going up against. Lay it on them early and, and, and play with the lead. And especially with that offense, the way that they can control the clock and run the football and shorten the game. If you play with the lead, you know, it's uh, it, you can shorten the game even more if you're playing right. from in front. Yeah, and I don't know what the overall record of most coaches are after leading at halftime, but I, I, that's ideal for any sure anywhere you right. go. You right. know, so but they they haven't been in that position a lot lately, and you just I don't care how they do it; they just got to win two more games to make me super happy. But I'm confident that Dino Babers is coming back. I just put a stranger lunch on it. Did you? Is that happening? Yeah, better be. All right. So, the only way to to know who wins that bet though is if they go five and seven, or four and eight. Because if they go six and six, the caller said he's coming back. So, they need to fall short of six and six oh, yeah. in order to figure out who won that bet. Now I don't know what to do. So, do you root for five I'm and very seven? Very confused. It's a moot point. If uh, if they get the sixth win, it's a push. <laughs> Steve, you and your damn facts. I got tickets to give away, Steve. You do? Are yeah. we sweeping the nation? Yes, we are. We're bringing back Daughtry or Autry. Now, do you say sweeping the nation? Are we sweeping like the nation, or are we sweep- orange nation? Orange day. That's what I thought. Okay. Come on, man. Know your show. We got two tickets to see Chris Daughtry at the Landmark Theater on November 10th and two tickets to Rock in the Red House Benefit Concert uh, on uh, November 5th. So it's a it's a double whammy, four tickets to see uh, Chris Daughtry. And what's the name of the game? Daughtry or Autry. I love it. We're bringing it back. Yeah. All right. So and we're, we're rocking the Red House, so it's a double play on Autry. How many pairs do we have? Uh, we got a pair of Daughtry tickets today and a pair of Rock in the Red House. All right, so we're going to have two winners today? Mm-hmm. All right, so line up the phone calls. No, no, just one winner. Oh, just one, yeah, one winner. Four, I see, a, I got you. Package, I got yeah. you, I got you. All right, so line up the phone calls. Uh, 315-437-7644. We'll play Daughtry or Autry, sweeping the nation, next on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. All right, Stephen Pauly back with you here on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. Got about 10 minutes here, and then we'll bring on Matt Healing, the head coach of Pace Men's Basketball, the setters in town tomorrow night for the first of two exhibition games uh, for the Orange as we welcome in our What's producer, Jordan. 
If they're the pace setters, is it like a dog? It's like, like an a, Irish setter. Oh, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. That's genius. You like it. And you would love that. I do. It's like a play on words. A dad joke. Yeah. Uh, our producer, Jordan, is is with us. Uh, Jordan, what's up? How are you today? I'm grand. Um, and it might just be because Paulie's finally been knocked off the pick's pedestal. Yeah. Every once in a while, a blind squirrel misses the fence. Um. <laughs> Okay. Well, you certainly missed the fence and everything else with your picks. It happens to a blind like it, the a a broken clock is wrong twenty two hours out of the day. This will make you smile though. Okay. The one pick that I was adamantly against you guys on was Wake Forest by three. I thought that enough clock could possibly be chewed to where Wake Forest wouldn't be able to win by three. They scored 70 points. They did. So that takes care of The Army scored, what, 56? But It was incredible. Jordan texted us he would bet his gambling life on this game. No, no, I said on the guy who picked the game. Yeah, so you were betting that game. You would put your game. Did you bet that game? No comment. No comment. Serves you right. That was the only game I won, right? Yes. Clemson, you had them to cover three and a half. Yeah, not they did good. Not. Georgia Tech, Virginia gave them a little more than they can handle. North Carolina State lost to Miami. Yeah. I, I, That was my lock. You called that. That you was my lock. That. And then Carolina fell hard to the Giants. Yeah, that wasn't a... That was unexpected, right? Now, Steve, you, right? you did pretty well. That, that was unexpected. Yeah. Definitely. Although I, I did say it was going to happen as well. You're a genius. Thank you. But nobody cares what you think. Steve, you went four and one. Clemson was where you missed, but Florida State, they handled UMass to win Look at by. the blind squirrel over there finding <laughs> his nut. Tennessee won straight up. They Great did. Great pick there. And Cincinnati won straight up. Steve, you're 14, 10, and one. I think we're tied, aren't we? No. No, we're no. not. Paulie is now 13, 11. And one. Wow, look at that. And let's shout out Mario, by the way, who went 5-0. and Who? He did. Mario Sacco with the Panthers, Never heard of him. Syracuse, the Bengals. He also picked the Patriots and Tampa Bay. He tried to pick the Bear- Cincinnati Bearcats. We wouldn't let him. He would have gotten that one wrong. But, yes, kudos to Mario for going 5-0. And I just want everybody to know how honest I am in this, Steve. Jordan made the graphic and gave me the wrong pick of a game that I would have won another game had he left it up. But I, Look I, at you. I called him and said, that's not the game I picked. I picked the Carolina game, not the Cincinnati game. Either. Look at Paulie using the honor system. Yeah. Where did uh, it get you? Honest Abe. Yeah, it got me a loss. I would have been, I would have had. That's all right. We're both, we're both above 500. That could lead us into the greatest cheaters of all time. That could. You are not one of them. No. I, I have a conscience. I couldn't cheat. Like, I, I always go through life thinking that, like, I could never, like, if. If any girl ever wanted to date me, I couldn't cheat on her because my conscience is terrible. See, that's a good quality to have, Paulie. You know, Paulie, you could have you could have made excuses. You could have said, "Oh, I was in the car." You could have, "Oh, I couldn't hear you. The connection was bad." But no, you're you're taking it on the chin. Yeah, and I learned a life lesson early in life um, because sometimes people get blamed for things that they didn't do. Yes, that does happen, and it ruined me as a kid. Uh, so. <laughs> Someone at our high, in our elementary school pulled the fire alarm, and the principal thought it was me. And Why I, you? And I got in because tr- I was in the hallway when it happened. And, <laughs> wrong uh, place, wrong time. And, and I and I got paddled for it. No. Yes. What? Yeah, I got a paddling. 
No, you didn't. I did so. And from that point on, my conscience, like, I literally cannot, like, watch something go wrong. Like, I tattletale on everybody. The kid, the kid actually who did it felt so bad. Did that, he ever come forward? Yes, he felt so bad he that did. he came forward. Good, so he learned a lesson, too. Because he heard you screaming from yeah. the paddling. He yeah, said, oh, and he I was a really good it. friend of mine, and he let me he let me go to the firing squad. And you know what my parents told me? Pick better friends. Ooh. That was my life lesson. Life lesson. <laughs> pick better friends. Tough love. Unbelievable. There you go. You, so, uh, you can't yes. pick a better friend than Bugs Be Gone if you need to remove pesky pests from your home radio studio, workplace, whatever it may be. Just visit BugsBeGone.biz and they'll take care of those pesky pests for you. That's BugsBeGone.biz, two E's, just like the bug and just like I do to Paulie and Steve every day on Orange Nation. But I won't paddle you. I won't paddle you. Yeah, they, I get, can they still paddle no, kids? No, they can't. No. You, no, 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 no. This was like 19... Was this in Syracuse? 80. No, it was, Syracuse? In, it was in okay. San Diego. 1980. Who was it? Let's out the Mrs. person. Mrs. Moss. Right now. Wait, I was kidding. Mrs. I Moss was, was the principal. She I was paddled me. Her da- Mrs. Moss's daughter, you want to tie this all into sports, was uh, what the Ironman triathlon in like 1980. She is, her daughter is the famous video of the girl collapsing right before the finish line really and yeah do you know what i'm talking yes, about yes i do know yeah, what you're that, talking about my principal that was my principal's daughter, daughter. Who beat me wow um two really quick follow-up questions um did anything happen to the boy who actually did it yeah, when he, he came got, forward he got it he, he got, got it worse than yeah, he, did. he got paddled he too. did too he was and a, did you they get didn't care, like times have changed so much like this wasn't in a private school either. this was a public, public school. school and then did were you uh i was it What's the the panel was hanging on the wall, like it had a name and everything. <laughs> name? What was its name? I don't remember. Okay. What? What was? Once they found out you didn't do it, how did they make it up to you? Did you get to paddle that? They no. They no. My, I told you what. Did you get? Did you get an apology? No, I got told to pick better no, friends. No, I'm from your parents. But yeah, what did no, the, the school didn't say? even acknowledge it. My parents didn't care. Wow. Like, that school would be in a lawsuit yes. in right now. Yeah, I wonder what the yeah. statute of limitations my, is. No, but my parents didn't care. Like, you probably will do something in the future or have done something in the past that you deserved this. So, it was karma. Wow. We were very similar kids. All right. So... I'm fascinated by that story. Somebody uh, in the... Uh, Agent Orange said, this explains Polly to me completely. Why is this the first I'm hearing of this? I feel like this is, I should have heard about this sooner. I got the paddle for a crime I didn't commit. I feel awful for you. I feel bad. I genuinely feel 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 bad. My parents feel bad. Yeah, that kid, you should probably not have been friends with him then. You got to vet better. Tough love. Yeah. But you learned the lesson. I did. I you have a, don't you have a strong conscience. Uh, That's why I don't have, I don't hang out with people anymore. That's why I sit at home. I don't trust people at all. Says a lot. It does. Uh, we do have to take a time out. We don't want to keep Matt Healing uh, waiting. Do you ever get spanked at school, oh, Steve? Yes. It's so so I had so I real quick, I had a second grade teacher that um it was the uh the chalkboard erasers, mm-hmm. but there, there was the hard wood on one side and then the soft yeah. it was the, the wooden side, it was on the knuckles. That that happened in second grade. Yeah, uh, I have one more. I had a, a a math teacher in sixth grade named Mr. Watkins, and I was tapping my pen on the desk and he cracked my hand with a ruler and it hurt so bad. Yeah. They they, they can't do this anymore. <laughs> Times were different. Talk about being old. 
I remember in my day. Yeah, and I'll get the name of Mrs. Moss's daughter that fell over in the Ironman triathlon in like the early 80s and she yeah. became yeah. really famous. For I remember that. And her legs are like wobbling. So, All right, uh, Matt Healing joins us on the other side. We'll talk some basketball next yeah, on ESPN Yeah, story, Matt Healing.